welcome to Noisy Narratives. My name is Debbie Vallejo, and I am here along with... Christy Williams. Amy Woodell. And we are here just to discuss and enjoy Scripture together today. We are going to encourage one another, and we just want to talk about how we use Scripture in our daily life, so we can also encourage you. We want you to know that we are going to be transparent about how we do that well and how we do not do that well. Um, so you can laugh or cry along with this or make fun of us, too. We're absolutely That's okay with that. Okay. that I'm, already, will, I'm already laughing. This is that I am, too. That's crooked. That will sometimes be warranted, I think. So anyway, we are going to start off just kind of sharing um, some things on a personal level, um, you know, within reason. Mm-hmm. But we are going to um, share some things on a personal level and how Scripture is speaking to us right now as we um, move from day to day and... Um, you know, it is the middle of the holiday season, and it may or may not be by the time we post this. Who knows? <laughs> could be summer. <laughs> it could be summer, and we're still talking about Christmas. No. Um, anyway, so with the that joy being of said, God's scripture the joy, in text. Well, and Christmas is every day. We just choose to celebrate it more right. in December. Obviously, our Lord and Savior came and is with us all the time. So. Okay, who wants to go? And yeah, who's going to step foot and go first into this daring little pond that we're dabbing our toe in right now? Well, I will go. Go, Miss Amy. See, look at you. You know, it wasn't too long ago you were like, what? I'm going first. Now you're like, I know. I'm like, let's get this over with. (laughs) So I have been um, having a hard time here last couple of days. It feels like Groundhog Day, like I'm sure it does for everybody else. And depending on when this gets Mm -hmm. posted, we are between Thanksgiving and Christmas right now. The weather's cold and dreary. Mm-hmm. And so I have a, mo- a list called emer- emergency phone numbers for the holidays. Oh, I didn't know they said for the holidays. This I didn't is know funny. it said phone numbers. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's basically scripture for every different whatever you can think of. When in sorrow, when men fail you. Yes, I said that. Um, <laughs> if you want to be fruitful, when you have sinned. And the one that I looked up was when your faith needs stirring. Because my faith needs some stirring. And I looked up Hebrews 11. And this is reminding us of all the different times in the Bible that God commanded people to have faith. Yeah, he talks the about hall of, the hall of faith. The hall of faith. Yes. Um, he talks about Sarah. He talks about Noah. He talks about Abel. Uh, and just reading that for me um, is reminding me of all of these people that were in impossible situations. Um, Might have felt hopeless. Um, kind of how I'm feeling, just like where am I going in life? And I realized by reading this, there's a scripture for the exact position that I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. So that was my. So when you read, morning. well, when you read Hebrews 11, was there a certain person that, as you're reading through, you're like, oh, like something that stood out to you that didn't stand out to you before, and one of the people that you read about, or are you just one of the? Um, I, it, it was a compilation of all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, when you talk about. Um, Sarah, she was older. Mm-hmm. She was, you know, she couldn't have children. And all of a sudden, you know, God kept saying, you're going to have a child. And mm-hmm. she, she didn't believe. And she probably felt really restless like a lot of people do. Yeah, Not lots necess- of hope, maybe. Even. Lots of hope. Mm-hmm. And am I going to get this job? Or how am I going to get out of this um, credit issue? Or how am I going to? And God's just telling you, have faith, have faith, have faith. And it happens in his time, not in your time. Mm-hmm. So that stood out to me. Um, um Abraham, when he was called to go to a place where he would receive his inheritance, that didn't happen right away. Mm-hmm. Um, it just... <laughs> for Abraham, it happened for a long time. Yeah, it didn't happen for a long time. <laughs> it did not. 
Um, by faith, Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau in the regard to their future. Mm-hmm. Um, so just on and on and on, you know, Moses, uh, the walls of Jericho and they fell. Um, different Rahab, she was saved. I'm jumping around all over the place. but That's great. Barbara, there's a lot of good stuff in Hebrews 11. There you is. Barbara, you're going to jump. You use that as a guide. You're going to jump everywhere. So anyway, it is Hebrews 11 is just reminding us of all of the times that people called or God called people to have faith and that they did and they were blessed by that. Mm-hmm. that. That's good. I even like when you would go back and read, it says, By Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. Mm-hmm. Like he was so. going, not having even seen it yet. Nothing. He was going just yes. all in faith, going, yeah. I know I will get and he was called by faith when God tested him and offered Isaac as a sacrifice. Yeah. 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 It's a kind of faith is hard because it's things you can't see, right? Mm-hmm. You have no idea what's going on, but you know that that's what's so great about the Bible and opening it and reading it is you get to know God. And so then you're going, oh, if these people depended on him during that time, I can depend on him now. Well, I'm glad that you use those words. Faith is something you cannot see. Mm-hmm. That's when we get really discouraged, when I get really discouraged. Yes. I don't see it happening. I don't see this happening. Well, I had this opportunity. Well, that fell through. Well, that, mm-hmm. And I don't want to get in a pity party. That's not a place to be. But at the same time, you know, you're questioning, what is going on? Why am I in this limbo? Limbo. And then you read this, and you're like, oh, Okay. Yeah. I love Ooh, it's been a whole year for you, Aim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, some of mm-hmm. these people wait a lot longer. Mm-hmm. So yes. that's right, one yeah. year. So I love to your point. I love um, in Habakkuk one. It says, "Look among the nations and see." God saying this: "Look among the nations and see. Wonder and be astonished, for I am doing a work in your day that you would not believe if I told you." Yeah, yeah. And that's faith, that's right? But mm-hmm. it's God telling Habakkuk at the time, like. There are things going on that you can't see. And you literally would not believe it. And you would not believe it. Like, thank you, Lord. I needed to hear that. Yeah. I had no idea. And so it does. And even when you're looking at your kid or you're looking at the world, you're looking at job situations, whatever you're looking at, if you know that God's going, hey, I'm working. Even Mm -hmm. if I told you, you wouldn't believe it, which is why I'm not going to tell you. (laughs) Exactly. You're going to have to have faith because you still wouldn't believe it because of your goofy self. Yeah. So I love that. I always feel encouraged by that. Keep your eyes up and keep walking. Yeah, and the first verse of Hebrews 11 is, Now faith is assurance of things hoped for. The convictions of things not seen. Not seen. Conviction. That's a big word. And hope. Both of those are a big... Hope is a big feeling. The loss of hope leaves a void. So I I am told to have confidence in my faith. Even though I don't see it, I am to have confidence in it. Who told you that? This. Now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance. Exactly. exactly. Bible, God's Word says to have confidence in Okay, faith. yeah, you're, like you're reading from the NIV. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay, mm-hmm. so the NIV, read the NIV and what that says. Uh, verse 1, now, faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. Okay, and then the ESV is, now, faith is the assurance, assurance. of things hoped for. The conviction of things not seen. For by it, the people of old received their commendation. So I'm to live in confidence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That even and, assurance. and assurance. And, I, and it's interesting to me because confidence and assurance are not necessarily the same thing. But assurance in the text. Comes with confidence. Yeah, in the text means a legal document to effect a transfer of property and to show the legal right to possess it. That's what so, assurance means? Mm-hmm. So, in, in other words, context. confident that you actually own it, that you have a right to it. 
Yeah. Even. Do you ever feel like whenever you've had a woe is me moment and then you read something like this, <laughs> not that he would, but you feel like God's slapping you upside the head like, hello, well, sure. I told um, you. Yes. All the time. He laughs at me constantly. <laughs> like, you just ruined two and days of being sad. Uh-huh. Like, you, sh- you know. Yes. So, yeah. Those are hard. And those are hard to get out of those days. But th- thankfully, you're able to turn to Scripture, but so many people don't. And I think sometimes we forget we get out of those days by not focusing on ourselves all the time. Sometimes you need to, right? Mm-hmm. There's a time and a place for that. But sometimes the conversation is about our hope in Jesus, our faith, where we're going. Yeah. The assurance the, of things not seen. And it's the where we're going, the continue moment versus stopping and standing still, wanting to get under the covers, pull the covers or head and be like, I just want this day to pass. Yeah. Just like the T-shirt that says, I can't adult today. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Is that an option? Yes. I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> I can't? Yeah. I didn't know that was an option. That's my, the T-shirt I hate the most is I can't, I can't adult today. I yeah. can't adult today. I'm sorry. You don't have that an option. Yeah. You, option, you're an adult. There's, yeah. there's, you know, a couple of women listening right now. They're going, oh, I have to burn a T-shirt uh-huh. right now. Uh-huh. <laughs> unless, unless, unless Christy sees it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. I want Christy well, to I see do, it. I do have a good friend that will be like, look who I saw at Walmart with a can adult today. I'm like, oh, you're right. She can't. You're right. She probably shouldn't. She needs to go home and retry. <laughs> you know, I have to remind myself that this season of my life right now, I've been able to do the podcast. If I were yes. at a normal nine-to-five job, I wouldn't be able to do this right mm-hmm. now. I've got, been able to get into the women's Bible study. It's mm-hmm. not. I'm getting home from work, and I'm like, I'm so tired. I don't want to do this. I'm mm-hmm. able to do that on Wednesday night. So God is using all of this for a reason. Yes. Whatever season I'm in right now, he's using it for a reason sure. to move me forward, and he's always done that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and you have we have to be open to that, too, in mm-hmm. a lot of ways. Um, that smack upside of the head, God gives me I know when you have those aha moments there's a relief there I think that's what you were just talking about there's just a relief that oh God meant it when he said Mm -hmm. he gave us biblical text everything we need right to be transformational from day to day Um, our hope and our assurance and our confidence can be in there I mean he really meant it it is my savior is alive and moving because um, I think sometimes those days where you want to be under the bed, it's not even just going on what the day to be over all the time, even though that's it. Sometimes it's like, is tomorrow even going to be any better? Yeah. Groundhog Day. Yeah. yeah. Right. And then what do you go if you're stuck in that place? If you're going, not only do I want today to be over, but I actually don't even have any hope that tomorrow's going to be oh, any, yeah. any better than today. Yeah. Those are the worst seasons that's of life. That's very difficult. Yes. Yeah. And then you really have to push hard to drag yourself out of that muck and be willing to let God um, change you and mold you. And I feel like the days I fight that, I fight that submission, mm-hmm. are the days where those sad, that sadness and depression is harder for me personally mm-hmm. to get out of. Yeah, um, I, I feel like it's when I submit to the Lord and to his teaching and his leading, um, he reminds me, mm-hmm. you know. All the I time. really have to think too, so like he's using this for a reason. This is happening for a reason. Mm-hmm. He's preparing, you know, like the scripture says, he goes before us. He goes before yeah. us. So you're going before me, Lord, and this is what you're laying in front of my path. Listen, I don't like that. No. But, okay, you're going before me. Yeah. And he'll be with me. He won't fail me. He's not going to forsake me. Like, he's doing this for a reason. What do I need to learn? And I wish I would learn it sooner than later. Well, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that always it? Well, even Hebrews 11 that you brought up, Amy, I mean, everybody, all those individuals were imperfect Mm-hmm. Some of them, honestly, I look at them and go, if I met you in person, would I even enjoy yeah. being around you? <laughs> because, yeah. But God used them anyway. 
you know, God used them in so many different ways. So I'm like, surely that means hopefully God's got a purpose for me. Well, I need a blueprint like this list that I found. I need yeah. a blueprint that says when you need this, because how many times in your life have you sat there and played with the Bible and just yep. let it fall open to a page? Yes. And it the little does pop up, the lottery the little, drawing, the lotted, yes. lottery drawing with scripture. Yeah. And sometimes it helps, and sometimes it doesn't. So I really, I'm going to look and see if there's others like this because that's really helpful. Mm-hmm. It is, and they have the Bible, like the topical Bible, mm-hmm. to where it's like real thin, little like a card mm-hmm. size type top, and then you, card size card size type. Thank you, type. <laughs> that it says like you can look in there, and mm-hmm. it tells you. What if you're feeling sad? If you're feeling blue? If you're feeling depressed? Look up these Bible verses. Yeah, and I love that. How that is cool. And I will say too, um, Jen Wilkins' book, Women of the Word. Mm-hmm. Um, I would recommend that to anyone out there. But you would love it. It's okay. about purposeful, just kind of study how to take passages of Scripture and wrestle with them. I'm gonna look it and up put right the, now. Oh, it's it's excellent. I would. I do think. Um, and I think Carrie Martin even talked about it, um, too. For those of you listening that don't attend our church, she is a member of our uh, Frisco First. Um, Jen Welcome Bible Study. Mm-hmm, it's called Women of the Word, and it's a book, and I would recommend that for any. Maybe we can put a link, to on, our, on, this. We oh, can put a link on this site. Because um, that's an excellent um, way, study tool, to study um, the Word for women, and um, I think it's awesome. But, Christy, let's... That was Amy. Let's go on to, what do you think? Passages. You threw some in there, but what yeah. something significant um, right now for you that is moving in your well, life? Well, that one, Habakkuk, is really getting me. Mm-hmm. But my one that I always go to is Proverbs 31, 25, and she can laugh at the days to come. I mean, that was a just, busy one. But that's a, Proverbs 31, she's a busy woman, too. So if she can Well, laugh and I'm a very busy come, woman, you so are, that makes me you, like, you okay, relate thank well. you. Like, yes. That's fine. That's great. I can, but I love to know. I love to laugh at things because mm-hmm. life is too hard to sit around and cry. And I'm not a, this is not, this is going to sound weird, but I don't struggle with the blue days often. And I don't struggle with like, because I, I just don't, I don't know why, but I don't, but I don't know if it's because I move so fast that I don't even like wrestle Probably. with those feelings. So I don't see them or identify them or I just move through them at 80 miles an hour. I don't know, but I know that um, I have to be able to laugh at the days to come because life has been so hard that you look back and you're going yeah oh gosh I'm thank thank you I was able to to depend on him knowing it's going to turn out it may not turn out well by my book but my foundation and my my love for Jesus is more than it was two days ago or 10 years ago or for whatever reason and your um your brain kind of goes a mile a minute too absolutely yeah I was just telling Greg the other day I said I can't turn off my brain like I took melatonin last night have you ever sleep till two (laughs) o'clock I was like I never do this. Like, yeah. that has you read a lot of caffeine or no, anything? No, and I've cut out caffeine. It was weird, but my mind was going last night. Yeah. But it's still, I was like, um, that's not good. It's I'm like not, Benadryl. I'm not bu- busy enough, so I think if I were busier, it would be better. Mm-hmm. Just take a page from your book. Be, not busy in a bad way. Right. Like, just have, what? you're not sitting idle. No. Yeah. And, and I think there's things. something to that, because there's an element of, he's saying, we need days of rest. But mm-hmm. I feel like that is because our other days are meant to be full. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yes. our days are meant to be a part of each other's lives and full with doing things, um, whether it's through ministry, whether it's your church body, mm-hmm. whether it, whatever it is, finding ways to serve others, be a part in engaging in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, not of the world, but engaging with the world. 
Um, so that means we need the day of rest, right? Because we're busy on all the other days. Right. Well, I've decided to take Thursday this semester as like my day of like. That's good. Like I'm I do things, anything. but I'm not committing. Like I commit to lunch with two friends I've known since junior high. Fun. But everything else, I'm like, nope. Like I'm not gonna. I try not to check email, but that's a fail. So do you find that helps you? Oh, yes. so you can't even. So you can't even not check email. No, because I don't want to come back on Friday and, and have like, a huge what? list. Yeah. But yeah. I just know I don't deal with people. Yeah. Because if I'm with people, that sometimes exhausts me. Yeah. And so someone said, "Well, why don't, what about on Saturday and Sunday?" I'm like, "On Saturday, Sunday, what do you do?" And I'm like, "I'm around four humans, like four little yes. humans and my husband." I'm yes. sorry. That's. Exhausting. Too. There's not. But a I lot love of, it. Like yeah. I would never trade it for the world. Sure. It's a good exhausting. It's a good exhaust. It's like fill your bucket full. But that mm-hmm. means Sunday but. is realistically not going to be no. a day of rest for you. Not Saturday at all. is absolutely mm-hmm. not going to be right. a day of rest no. for you. So you do rest for you. So you do need to take yes. that. Yes. So I had to week. learn. Like smart. recently, be like, I need a day. Like I need a day to be like, uh, this is my day. Whether it's cleaning the house, whether it's doing running errands, but it was like a reset. I'm en- yes, I'm not engaging with other humans. So that's helped. Oh my gosh, it's been a game changer. That's great. I know. Yeah. But I didn't know I needed How that. How long have you been doing that? I'm on my fourth week. Awesome. And I get excited about Thursdays oh, now. Oh, good. Which so then great. that means that there may be somebody listening right now that needs yeah. to hear that. Yeah, because I would have said, I don't need a day. day. I don't need a day. Oh my gosh, yes. that's so fine. It's no big deal. Yes. <laughs> oh, I I'm a need strong, a day. capable yes. Proverbs 31 woman. Yes. She was always busy. I don't I do need it. a day. I don't, know. I don't know if I'd be like that. Well, but even, <laughs> even on Thursday, you're still busy. You, but, you're, I am. but you're able to. But it's a refreshing busy. It's a it refreshing is. busy. You're getting things done that yes. help you with every other day of the week. That's right. Yes. yes, very That's well said. That's a good point, yep. too. It'll yeah. help you kind of reset in ways mm-hmm. to, yeah, that's We don't good. have to find it. Like, I used to do it when the kids were little. It was in the morning. Or it'd even be, <laughs> so great. I would put the kids in the car. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to leave. Yeah. So we have to be somewhere at 12. I would put them in the car at, like, 1140. Yeah. And turn on music and put all their toys, have them all strapped in, and then go back in and clean the house. And be in there for probably oh. five or seven minutes. And be like, oh, Look this is you. heavenly. Well, you can and then strap I, them in one place. They, yeah. yeah. I mean, not all together. And they're all four in individual seats. seats. Right. And no, the but they're strapped down and not yeah. moving. Uh-huh. Yeah. And not moving. And I would go back in and I would clean the whole house so that when we came in, it'd be back in for rest time or nap time. The house was clean and like that was happy for me. There you go. So I love awesome. a house. And you know what? House. When you're used to trying to get things done with four kids, when the four kids aren't there, it's amazing what you can accomplish yes. in five to seven minutes. I can. I can, can clean the entire done. house in two uh-huh. minutes when I can eat children a house. five course meal easy in five minutes easy yep <laughs> I mean that's like great you, time management yeah well I used to lock them out of the house too when they were little after dinner <laughs> in the backyard or something I'd be like here's your popsicles uh, give mom on like uh-huh. or just go play yeah and they'd come yeah. out and they'd be in mud and oh, totally. dirt and I'd be like I don't care we did that as clean. kids we would get locked out of the house totally. on uh-huh. Sunday after church yeah because my parents would take a nap so there's a water hose yeah. if you need it Come home at dark. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I'm going to extend it now to dark. God, I didn't think about that. Thanks, Amy. <laughs> if anybody <laughs> sees the Williams me. kids running around uh-huh. well, the normal. Frisco neighborhood, they just might need some dinner. I mean, but your kids are really independent, too. I mean, they've. They are. I mean, they're. That takes they serious raising. That takes being on them at a very young yeah. age to uh-huh. make sure that they're independent. Yeah. Yes. And then releasing them, right? Yes, like my totally. son got in trouble recently, and I was like, Oh, well, con- natural consequences. Yeah. And the fire department was like, um... The fire I think, department. I think you need to say what it was <laughs> The first. fire department the was The fire like, department came in, yeah. But he got in trouble. He started a fire in the leaves in the sewer. Okay. And so my neighbor was like, call the police or call the fire department. I was like, I'm not calling fire. Like, just get the hose. Let's go. Yeah. 
He was like, no. And so we called the fire department. And the fire department was like, somebody started this. And of course, I wasn't like, I'm never like, it's not, I'm always like, it's it's my kids yeah. that did it. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. if something goes wrong, it's always my kids. Yeah. But this was a weird situation. Yes. And I was like, no, it's probably like one of the, they were filming a movie down by our uh, house. Was it the Dude Perfect something or something else? Well, no, it was like a Disney show. Like, they had okay. a Disney movie. And I was like, it's the movie guys. Like, they've been walking up and down. A couple of them are smoking. Uh-uh. And then a friend was like, look, there's fire extinguisher, no, fire lighter. What do you call it? Fire stuff for a... Fire starter. Fire starter and a lighter. And I was like, oh, boys, Oops. get over here. Like, rounding them up. And they ended up confessing. But then... Um, After Christy told one of them they were going to prison. <laughs> I did not say that. They just assumed it. And I let them run with it for a good two or three hours. And he had a bawling fit. And he kept on sitting... It's Christy's son. She did that, too. <laughs> I was like, but I didn't know that was like his biggest fear. Like the other one's crying just because he did something wrong. And the other one's not crying yet. The middle one's not crying yet. He's just sitting there stone cold, right? No, the picture picture is the best. Is all three boys are like total (laughs) anguish. And Christy's cracking up and taking pictures. One guy had a camera like over his phone. We're all laughing at him. Like the firefighters and the two Mm -hmm. police guys are like laughing. And like we have to turn our back to him because we're like, don't let him see us cracking up. Because my son was sitting on the side going, I'm going to jail. Mom, am I going to jail? Come talk to me. I'm going to jail. Come on. And he's just bawling and crying. I'm going to jail. And this one's cracking up. <laughs> I'm I'm like, yes. Like, kids need to be broken. And I was well, like, he And I will broken. say, if you set someone's house on fire, yes. there is that possibility. Yes. So you were yes. skirting the edge. Yes. So, well, and when you have, you know, hopefully kids. he can find the humor in this when he's older, especially. Oh, we already are laughing about it. Oh, good. Oh, we were already laughing about it. This is when he brings a girl home. Can I tell that's you right. when he started a fire in right. the yes. sewer? Yeah, yes. that's right. It's going to be that. That's yeah, right. but the best is when I think the police showed up. And he leans back on the sidewalk and he goes, just kill me. Just kill me now. Kill me. I'm going to jail. Were the police officers laughing? Yes. All of us were. Because every one of us have kids. Oh, Lord. And so every one of us were like, oh, this is so great. Like, this is a great reaction. Because you don't want the, oh, this is awesome. I'm going to jail. Take me away now. Or even just the story. Like, I didn't do this. I'm still going to stand by. I didn't do this. You don't want him to, like, hide it and lie about it. Totally. No. Absolutely. So the fire, totally. the firefighter was super nice and great, and he was like, "Well, this is now a closed investigation." And I was like, "Why was is it, it closed?" Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's open arson investigation at first until the boys came down and admitted yeah. to it. So I made yeah. him go down and admit and apologize. Yeah. Right. So he comes back and he's like, "This is a closed investigation now." And I was like, "Why?" He was like, "Well, Mama Bear got involved and made all the boys confess." And I was like, "That's right. That's what we do in this house. We own our crap." Can mm-hmm. I say that? I can yeah. say that. Yeah. yeah. And so it's teaching the kids to own their stuff, stuff, their crap, whatever it looks you like. You have to be okay seeing them in pain. Absolutely. And I mean, you, you have can to laugh at it. And not only that, but you like you're grateful, like you're saying, the right yes. attitude is to be grateful for their pain because yes. what you would hate is for them not to care you know what? or be in pain. They showed or guilt. They showed guilt. But then the other part, I mean, he's being repentant. Yes, but the other part is I've seen this too much with moms. And parents that I would coach to their daughters when they would do something wrong, mm-hmm. they the parents Absolutely. were so ashamed and yeah. so embarrassed, and I was like, "Why?" Well, I mean, did I did you it. Do, you're like, "Did you do it?" I yeah. didn't think you did it. I yeah. Your daughter it yes. Did, it. did you do it? Yeah. You're always trying to point away totally. from your kid, but as parents, we have to learn to and and it show them as an example. Like, you have to own it. I own mine. You own yours. I'm still gonna love you through it. Mm-hmm. We're gonna walk you through this. You're a little turd, and you will be. For a long time. So one mother goes, oh, I'm so sorry, Christine. I was like, 
girl, we're in this till high school together. Like, I'm sure this is just the beginning of life with boys Mm -hmm. that struggle with saying no to friends because they don't want to hurt their feelings. Well, and you feel bad for, that's why you feel bad for, like, teachers, police officers, or whatever. Like, I remember that um, Joel's teacher when, um, I have one, only one son, so I say son, they're going to know who I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. But um, when he was, he was, like, second, third, third grade, maybe? Anyway, he got in trouble, and she called me, and, I mean, I was up there to school volunteering a lot, so she knew me, and... Um, so I came in to talk to her even cause I was up there helping another teacher. And so I walk in, they were in lunch. I walk in, I was like, Hey, I got your message or whatever. And she's looking at me, she's explaining, and you can tell there's a nervousness initially. Yes, yes. You're like, I don't know how you're going to take this, but I have to tell you because yes. your son messed mm-hmm. up. And I looked at her, I was like, Oh my word. Thank you so much. You handled that so well because uh-huh. he needed exactly that. Yep. And please let me know yep. if, you know, and. Anyway, we're Facebook friends now. She's even stays home with her kids and all that. She's not a teacher anymore. But um, but think about but the all this. Oh, exactly. And that's she what they nervous. have a lot. She was nervous for good reason because I think teacher parents get angry and you're like, why are you not using this as an opportunity? Yes. Well, um, one of the they, kids and be grateful for well, one of the kids did it. She goes, I go, did you not think your son's gonna do anything like this? I like, know. Mm-hmm. why are you acting like you're shocked exactly. that he did something? And she was like, Well, no, he's my firstborn. Why would he do this? And I was like, Oh, friend. My biggest line friend? is, I didn't raise him like that. I'm like, Oh, you don't have to raise them like that. They yeah, come out born. of you like that. But I was like, You <laughs> have to assume your son's gonna get in all kinds That's of stuff, right. all kinds of trouble, and your daughter. All, the time. all of them. All, all of them. All of us. They're all of all us. us. Yes. Anyway, yes. what was my Bible verse on that? I don't that know, but joy. we went somewhere Finding else. Joy, Finding joy, laughter, laughter in the next day. She did. My neighbors were laughing. The fire people were laughing. Oh, we had a good time. Anyway, oh, okay, word. Debbie, your turn. What are your Bible, my what's turn. Bible verses? My turn. My turn. Well, and I think um, I think I'm going to go. I wrote um, quite a lot down. As those of you listening can see, we're all kind of we're kind of talkers, so. We all come here with a lot of stuff, and then we run with whatever. And so, um, but I think I'm going to kind of go with um, just my Second Peter um, passage of scriptures, Second Peter one three through ten. Um, Where though, it's just talking about how God's granted His divine powers granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Um, through the knowledge of him who called us to his own glory and excellence by which he has granted to us his precious and very great promises so that through them you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire for this very reason make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue and virtue with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with steadfastness and steadfastness with godliness and godliness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they keep you from being ineffective. That's the big deal to me. Those qualities need to be increasing, so I'm not ineffective. That's good. Ineffective or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For whoever lacks these qualities is so nearsighted that he is blind, having forgotten that he was cleansed from his former sins. So I think one of the reasons I, I love those passages of Scripture, and there's others where God does that, where... He's talking about you do this and it leads to this. You do this and it leads to this. Mm-hmm. You do, and it's a chain. You know, it's a layering that happens through our life, so that the fruit that we bear in the end has to be brotherly affection and love for one another. It's not. It can't be an either or um, where I have knowledge but I don't have love. It doesn't work that way. Right. 
Um, that's how the knowledge puffs up, right? So I think I was talking to somebody else about someone who just, um, I was actually talking to one of my kids about just the speaking the truth and love part and where's the line. That's so hard. It is very hard. Because like, my love you? is different than your love. <laughs> and my love is different yes. than Amy's love. And all of our loves are different. So I'm going to take your love differently. And that's not, I'm not going to take it as love exactly. sometimes. Exactly. But you mean it as love. And, but brotherly that's affection hard. and a real love for others means we're going through the effort to understand them. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, and we're choosing. Ooh, wait, that's when like are the, the word empathy. Really important? Empathy, that's right. We're putting ourselves there. Mm-hmm. And I think if you cannot have empathy, if you cannot have love or brotherly affection, there's no way for you to speak the truth in love. You just need to stop trying. You should not be speaking the truth at all. You should just be quiet. Let's define you should go what to is James, the James verse where mm-hmm. you should be slow to speak and just do that for a while. Yeah. So define brotherly love. Yeah, that's a good. What is? I mean, we need love? to break that down. Okay, so let's define saying, it. So let's say Christy's concerned about something I'm doing, and she comes to me and says, "This is coming from a place of love." What I'm about yes. to tell you. Yes. That would that would be a definition to me of that. Instead of she came to me and she says, "Well, you need to stop doing this." Or you need yes. to. If she, it's it's approach number one. Um, and she, you've given her permission probably yes. to kind of speak into your life that way. Yeah, if I've shared something with her, mm-hmm. then it's her business at this point. If she, if you came to me about something that I had not shared with you, then I might, fi- I might find that as a, being attacked or something. But I'm kind of an open book, so. But which also means that we've had a relationship versus one or two coffees. Right. Like we have a brotherly, a sibling, a, rela- a deep relationship that goes beyond just the friend. We know the other's heart. Absolutely. Yeah. So okay. it's agape love. That's yeah. what I was. So I just looked up the, you know, the highest form of love, charity, and the love of God for, love of God for man and of man for God. Um, but but in I think turn, in this term in the Bible, the brotherly affection is not talking about that type of love, but the second love that comes with it, and brotherly affection exactly. with love. Yes. So there is a slight distinguishing yes. between the two, but... But you can't have that brotherly no. affection without agape. Love. Exactly. You just can't. And you can't have agape without brotherly mm-hmm. affection. Yeah, exactly. You but there's times, though, that you have that you have those situations that you kind of go, I see that going on. I'm not the right person for the job. Exactly. I mm-hmm. need to call someone that has that sisterly affection. And how often... So here's the difference, too. I feel like our biggest issue, and this was something else that I wrote down, was just our wanting to be God in our life, our own God, right, mm-hmm. which was Adam and Eve's problem in the beginning, and then to be as God in other people's lives. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And so if you're saying that I'm not going to do that, I'm not going to be God, then that puts a whole nother kind of, I'm not going to be God in someone's life. That puts a whole nother... Um, Wait, what do you mean, be God? I'm losing. I'm, I'm lost. You're already. lost. Okay, I'm sorry. sorry. Which I do that to people. Well, My brain so, just goes. So here's. Tell me I if I'm the word You said to be. Go ahead. So, so tell me if I'm wrong. This is how the first statement. This is how I got it. Um, I'm I'm going to control my own life. I'm not going to necessarily. I'm going to be the one yes. that dictates how I should feel and do things and kind of check in with God from time to time. But I'm going to tell somebody else this is what you should do. I'm going to be God to them when you shouldn't. Is that right? Yeah, or? so the, okay, so it's the element sense. of pride, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we're yes. saying that's, I mean, we lovers of self. So I think of 2 Timothy 3, 2 through 4, that was what else I 
wrote down, people are lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, mm-hmm. you know, abusive, disobedient, unappeasable, ungrateful, unholy, without self-control, brutal, slanderous. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're awful. Listen to Not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lover pleasures rather than lovers of God. Because um, we want to be able to control all that. That's the issue. Right. Kind of like what you were even saying, talking mm-hmm. about faith um, later. So because we are that, we have to know, I think, that that is actually our default position. Mm-hmm. Our yes. default position is not to speak the truth in love. Yep. We have to override the system. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we have to work hard to do it. We think right. it should just come easily. Well, this is the truth. I see it. Look, I can tell what their issue is. I see it right mm-hmm. here. If they would just let me tell them. I could <laughs> if they would some. just mind me. If they would just do what I say, they would be able totally to fix, fix their, their life. life. And look, that makes me... And then I, I get credit for it when exactly. whatever I fix it. Well, they did oh, what I said, so that's I, the big yes. issue, yes. right? Our own pride yes. there too. Mm-hmm. I mean, for sure. So I've just been dwelling on this a lot, especially just, um, I mean, the state of things today and how. When do you speak the truth in love, and how do you do that? And remembering also in James, where it says slow to speak. I mean, he says that for a reason, and that our knee-jerk reaction is always to be selfish. Yes. And I I would speak to that too. I love that because um, in relationships, like you said, we want control. Mm-hmm. But if you're dealing with someone that has like an abusive relationship, yeah. if you're in an abusive relationship, if you're in someone that's abusing a controlled substance, alcohol, whatever that looks like, right. drugs, um, it's hard to talk to those people. That's right. Which is why I think um, things like an Al-Anon or people that help you, a, a group like that teaches you. Yes, all steps, of those. All those. They yes. teach you to say, no, take care of yourself. Stay in your lane. Work on you. You can't control that person. Don't be an enabler to them. Work on you. You can pray for them. Well, how many times do we read scripture and we go, oh, Yeah. So-and-so I totally to so and so needs to read this. If oh, they would just read this, if they would just read this scripture, my life would be so, so much, much better. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm like, well, they really need to work on themselves. Yes, they yeah. need to. I mean, when really this is this is us, and honestly, the church has been we, and I'm saying universal church have been bad about that, about trying to mm-hmm. control people telling oh them what gosh. they should and should not do. Can we talk about divorce? I'm yes. sorry, that's a whole other one. Divorce, yeah. alcohol, like we could do a whole other podcast divorce, on that. So, so a, my things. eyes are really being opened up yes. on how even well, Jewish people handle divorce. There's well, a, oh, amazing. Growing up, your parents divorced, mm-hmm. my parents divorced. Churches didn't know what to do with us. I'm oh, my mother was like, bye-bye, out of the church, you're yes. getting divorced. Yeah. I mean, granted, yes, that's, they, my divorce. mother would take us. Well, and the women seem to bear the brunt of it, I felt They like, do. Feel like. They were the scarlet letter, but it's not better, a scarlet letter. But, but mm-hmm. yeah. my mother took us to a new church, and they, they accepted us into Sunday school, and they kind of looked at my mother like, wow. We don't know where to put so, you. I love how you say, though, they accepted you. Like, you, you already internalized the fact, like, they might not. Or they may not. We might get rejected. Uh-huh. That's so interesting. But we'll see. We were, I guess we were around 10 and 12. And she took us to a new church. And they were like, oh, so where's your husband? Well, we're divorced. Oh. oh. And it's like you had this cloud. Even like as a kid. Close in. You had this cloud over you. And you're like, okay. So we go in. And they're like, they, their dad's not here. <laughs> their dad's not here. I'm like, sorry. sorry. And then with my mom, they were like, well, we're going to put you in a Sunday school with... Um, well, not with the married people. Mm. Like, where do we put you? Yeah. You're the lost sock. You had, yeah. you, you've had you lost your pair. No. Where do you go? Yeah. It's like That's, an animated movie. Now I've got to cry. Now I've got a tear going down <laughs> my face. You need the lost movie. sock. The sad sock walking out of the laundry room. Oh, 
My mother true. talks about it. I didn't realize that. But though. God wants I didn't know that, that sock. He wants yes. the lost socks. Yes, and he so you've got to figure out he a way to recover. He is, your, he is your matching pair. He mm-hmm. makes you a matching set. A oh matching my gosh. Pair. Even when you have a husband, he's still your matching yes. pair. The things we come up with. <laughs> Maybe crazy. we should end it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've created like five, 10, 20 different podcast possibilities over I know, this we're one to break 30 this minute down. discussion. But I think. Um, in the end, what is fascinating is just how much. So I've been a believer since I was nine mm-hmm. is when I kind of set that time for me, right? Was baptized a little bit after that, right when I turned 10. Me too. Wow, look at us. I know. Double-digit baptism time. Um, you know, so I've been in the Bible quite a bit over my life. I've been in ministry for a while, but God still teaches me something every time I'm willing to dig in there and think through it and look through it and learn and wrestle with scripture in a way that says, well, with humility, mm-hmm. yeah, I should say, with humility. Um, he wrote it. I didn't. Right. It doesn't matter what I wanted to say. It says what God says. So how about this one? Isaiah 43, 1 through 3. Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you, even though we think they yeah. will. Right. They don't. Nope. Even our own brain tells us they will, but they yes. don't. Right. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. Yep. Mm, maybe a little hot. My eyelashes <laughs> have been burned before. Maybe my But my, not my overall body. Okay, Lord, I get what you're saying. Okay. Right. I think and you still have my soul. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and the flame shall not consume you, for I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Mm. I think that's so good to hold on to, right? That yeah. Don't fear. You are redeemed. I have called you by name, and he's called each of us individually by name. I think that's so good to hold on to. But to even go, and this is Isaiah 43 again, but that you're going to, you're going to walk through waters. You're going to walk through rivers. Look at how it progressively it gets worked. Mm-hmm. Waters, rivers, mm-hmm. fire, and none of the fire and then the flame of the fire will not consume you. Yep. And that's so like, thank you, Lord. Okay. And he knows it's going to happen. And you know it's going to happen. We don't acknowledge it, but we know it's going to happen. But we still need to know that he is our Lord, the Holy One of Israel, and he's our Savior. Well, and there's a fragility about our existence that I think... When we embrace that and we get that, there's that's, that can be freeing. We don't like yes. it. Yes. But it can be very freeing. Yes, because we don't like it because we like to control. Exactly. Yeah, we can always go back to that. But we need to put our hands up and be like, Lord, Jesus, take the wheel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> take it. Good please. old Carrie. Man. I know. Take the wheel, please. All, kinds of, all mm-hmm. kinds of good things in that song. All right. Well, that is a good, positive, encouraging note to end it on, I think. Um, this was a fun conversation. It was. I enjoyed was. this conversation very much. So um, thank you, Amy and Christy. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Thank you, all you ladies, for listening. And that is it um, for us for today for the Noisy Narratives. And we can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. And we'll talk to you later. Bye. Mm-hmm.